Hey, welcome to the Junto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm woke with jokes. I'm Johnny, founder of The Venture Out, the best way to start the morning, so go sign up at theventureout.com. And I'm Bo. Necessity never made a good bargain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they see you're thirsty, they'll, uh, they'll get you. <laughs> All right, so today is... That's good. I, I'm, I'm still pondering that quote right now. Oh, it's it's uh it means that uh, yeah, no, I get it. Okay. It's just deep. Oh yeah, that's what I'm Also, so necessity never beget a bargain, mm. and also beggars can't be choosers. Ah, but I didn't say necessity never beget a bargain. Ah, damn it! <laughs> but never bargain with an old Asian lady. Ah, <laughs> name I, necessity. She a stripper. That's a weird stripper name. Hey, <laughs> oh, coming up next, it's necessity. Necessity. <laughs> Give it up, guys. Actually, it's pretty good. Necessity. You need her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a good that. one. I don't think she was like a uh, a hunger themed stripper. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, uh, I guess I can see the appeal. Hmm. I guess Johnny's Johnny's speed more than mine. All right, it is a uh, what is it? It is Wednesday, July eighteenth, twenty eighteen, and the Junto is a show. It's a club. Benjamin Franklin found it way back when America was great. The purpose of the Junto was to debate questions of morals, politics, and natural philosophy. Our show is not quite that stuffy, but here and there we stumble upon upon mm. something profound between the geeky jokes. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Do now you made you made a seafood reference. I'm hungry. <laughs> what else is seafood? You said a prawn <laughs> <laughs> instead of a pond. No, those are uh, the the the, the was it the homeless people in District Nine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Hey, so uh, thank you for all of our loyal listeners. I'm sure there's one or two of you out there that have been here the whole time. Mm-hmm. We are coming up on our first Junto anniversary. What? Did you guys think that we would still be doing this thing a year I, later? I didn't sure we'd be friends by now. Man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this thing was break us apart. Ah, uh, this uh, that is kind of um, that is amazing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went back and looked it up, and I was like, we're we're coming right up on a year. So we put out about a f- well. Okay, so yeah, this is forty four. Yeah, <laughs> but we started at like twelve. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'd tell so thirty in a year. I'd call that. I think that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, do you all think we've honed our craft and gotten better? We've gotten better. I would I would say um, what percentage better? Um, I would. At least seventy five percent better. Ooh, it's okay. Yeah. So it, oh, for sure, especially for those first couple. But it's also one of those things where it's like you ever seen like the stock market or whatever, where it's like it's a, it's a sine wave that kind of grabs yeah. out sometimes, but it's, yeah. but it's generally getting better the whole time. But like but that's not movie pass. Not <laughs> 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 the movie pass stock doing, John. <laughs> Talk to me later. Uh, so uh, yeah, so thank you all very much. We're, I'm happy to be here. I'll I'll say it's been a great joy having this creative outlet. Mm-hmm. And his chance to hang out with two of my best friends doing this for the last year. So, so thank you guys. Totally agreed. You're welcome. I think over a year ago, Bo texted me, "Hey Johnny, you want to do some podcasting?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." Next thing I know, he goes off and buys all the equipment. <laughs> like, oh no, he was really serious about this. Um, but when we started recording our first one, I left thinking, like, "Wow, this is amazing. This is fun stuff." I don't care anybody listens at all. It's just good times hanging out with you guys. Well, that's lucky. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. <laughs> well. Well, I will say the genesis for me in in before this was we would have what we call a uh, I don't know um, brain trust mm-hmm. right, and we would all sit the ground, we would drink too much, and we would discuss the ills of the world mm. and the morals and you know topics and stuff of like that. And you'd sit there, and I and I would enjoy it, you know. As the more you drink, the more you enjoy it. And I was like, you know what, this is something that not just I would enjoy, but other people. 
Yeah, bottle and so, it up and sell it. Bottle it up. <laughs> yeah, bottle it up and start a Patreon. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of selling it, uh, mm. let me introduce our Patreon page, patreon.com slash junto show, where you can contribute a couple bucks if you'd like to uh, help us do what we love to do. And in doing so, we can uh, produce better quality uh, episodes for you all. Yeah, so uh, what we do on the, on the the if you're a patron, uh, one of our premium subscribers, you get for every episode that we put out, we put out a uh, a, a bonus episode where we talk more about politics and current events. So you, you kind of really get our perspectives on things, and we really get deep down and dirty Arr. in there. And I, I call them all kinds of names. It's great. Yep. You'll love it. So, uh, so yeah, uh, today's episode, we kind of talked about some of the, the Russia stuff. So there's a teaser for you there. And we also did a, a long-form uh, premium episode about civility back when everybody was getting kicked out of restaurants. So I think that one was a really good listen. So you get access to all the back episodes if you are a patron, yes? You should. Yes. Well, <laughs> well there you go. All right. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go oh, ahead. Uh, actually, yeah, one more quick plug for the Patreon is if you become a uh, a original um, uh, OG contributor to our, to our Patreon page, um, you can actually propose a topic for us to wrestle with. Mm. So if yeah. you're really interested in hearing what our three minds uh, think about a certain topic, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So... Please do, because I'd be curious to see, think of what you guys think. All right, so we're going to go ahead and get things started off with our first segment, Hot Take News. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy, and this is what's happening in your world tonight. All right, so uh, first thing we got in the news here is that uh, Starbucks is going strawless. Have you guys been following the the movement to end plastic straws? Fantastic. Uh, I was re- so. Okay. What are they going to place the straws with? Uh, nothing. The hole in the, the hole in the top. Yeah. How will I drink my drink? With your mouth. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, if I want a vanilla latte, half of it, foam cream, how are you going to drink through that foam cream? And you have foam in your mouth. Yeah, they have to have some kind of straw-like mechanism. They have... Oh, I see what you're saying. So they're probably just going to go to like a... You know how the hot cups have yeah. that spout? Yeah. Okay. They'll probably just put the spouts on the cold drinks, okay. too. I yeah. would... Yeah. I've actually had one of those drinks already with a spout on it, so it works. It does. It does. Okay. It's it, fine. It never worked when I was a kid. They perfected the spout tech over uh, over the course of the last uh, 10 years. Yeah. There. <laughs> but I do have to say, full disclosure, I have two shares of stock in Starbucks. Is that a thing we have to disclose here? We I got, don't know. We got ethics in the Junto show? I don't know. <laughs> do we need to make a code it's of conduct? Like, it's only like 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, you have to recuse yourself from this segment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do I? <laughs> my bad. Okay, I'm going to go sip my my very nice Starbucks cold brew right in the corner over here. Hey, uh, so did Starbucks, so tasty. Did Starbucks stock uh, change much during that whole uh, race racism thing? I, I never checked. It's like two shares. Oh, that's cute. Okay. If I had 200, maybe I'd check. So the, uh, the, the thing with them going straw is it's an effort to cut down on plastic waste. So I was like, oh, so when I first heard that, you know, me being the good mm-hmm. liberal that I am, I was like, yes, good for you, Starbucks. This is a good thing. But then me also being the good liberal that I am, I had to find the flaw in the program and poo-poo all over it. So what happens is, is that, one, straws make up only a very tiny amount of the total plastic waste, but every little bit counts. So it's, it's fine. Every little bit counts, Lance. So here's the thing. It turns out that a number of disabled people need straws in order to drink. So it's kind of like I was reading an article and it was like this is very ableist of uh, of everybody to be celebrating the getting rid of the straws and I was like ah, I guess like you're right I feel like maybe we can accommodate those people still I'm sure they'll still have straws in the thing but I don't think we need to be giving straws to every single person still so it's ableist <laughs> okay All right. uh, also it keeps you from swallowing bees so uh, you know don't just get rid of the straws that quick because otherwise you'll get, 
get a B in your throat. <laughs> Where did that come from? That's, that's just real. Look it up. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Don't. Okay. I, I'm not, I guess I'm just trying to think of like, you could say that about other things. Like, it keeps you from swallowing bowling balls. No, no, no. But Okay. so You can't swallow a bowl and you throw it through a straw. Mm. Everybody, I mean, I don't know. everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. I don't know if well, there's a girl on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. <laughs> okay, so and the link will be in our show notes. No, 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 not yeah. that one. So, so the, okay, look at this, uh, this can right here, Bo. Imagine a Coke can. Okay. All right. Imagine it's a nice hot mm. day. We're out. We're out uh, at the campfire. All happy. I want to do Mountain Dew, Emma. <laughs> okay. And, you, okay. and you would never be at a campfire. Uh, you guys we, drag, done the campfire. You guys drag me in the woods every so often. Yeah, it's true. Put my head on a swivel and I'm wearing a <laughs> wearing Air Force Ones. All right, so you see the spout here. So if you just have it sitting out, the, bee, the bees are attracted to the sweetness in the drink. And then you're just sipping out of your drink and you put it down and then the bee crawls in there and you don't know it. And then you put it up in your mouth and you sip in there and then you, all the next thing you know, you're, you're my girl and yourself. No, that's a win-win right there. <laughs> drown bee, all bees should die. Well, well, have you, should, have uh, you tried to drown a bee? Has anyone tried to drown a bee? I don't mess with bees that much, Bo. <laughs> I've tried to drown a bee. How, how what? Even what is wrong with you, Bo? I'm glad, that, I'm glad we went to this tangent. Why, why, would, you, why, and why how? would you disclose that, first of all? Okay, th- that's the thing you do as a kid. What you do is you you, you swim in a pool. You claim her lance has never done anything like that as a child. <laughs> <laughs> and some, some usually like... It's usually like horse flies or yellow uh, oh, yellow yes. flies. Yeah, that. get them. Uh, and also bees and stuff or hornets or wasps or whatever will come around. And so what you do is you'll catch them in a bucket and then you'll <laughs> you'll basically like die because they sting you and they suck. And then uh, you'll sit there and 15 minutes later, they'll just kind of be laying there in the thing. You're like, okay, fine. Take it out and they fly off. Where did the drowning come in? Well, they don't drown. Johnny, am I going crazy or? They're they're, <laughs> they're underwater. It's underwater. It's a it's a bee trapped underwater. <laughs> the, the only takeaway I got here is Bo waterboarded a bee. <laughs> That's the only takeaway I got. All right. <laughs> Did you get the secrets to the honey? <laughs> Did you get the secrets? Well, take me to your queen. Yeah, it might have been a wasp. So, what are you doing messing with wasps? They're, they're terrifying. I'm still scared of wasps. Yeah. Like like if I do spray a wasp, uh, if a nest is outside my house and I do spray it, I put on long sleeves, boots, and and pants. Yeah, and then I run after I spray. I spray it and run. Yeah, and run yeah. screaming. <laughs> Back into the house and hope they don't hold a grudge <laughs> for when I take the trash out the next day. So, uh, real quick tangent off the Starbucks uh, strawless story. I buy clothes now from uh, another company called United by Blue, which I highly endorse. For every uh, clothing you buy, they remove a pound of trash from the oceans. But I took a quick survey from the latest uh, delivery package I got, and it in the survey it asked, "Hey, did did the package come with any of that puffy air or oh, yeah. or packaging type material?" Because mm-hmm. they pride themselves on not putting that stuff in it. Because all those... You like packing peanuts? No, no packing peanuts, no, no nothing. Just yeah, you get like a, like a bag of air, like when you order oh. some electronics or whatever. Yeah, but that's yeah. plastic wasted now, too, you know? Because all you do is pop that and throw it in the trash, probably. Mm-hmm. So this company doesn't ship with that stuff in it. So that's, that's another anyway, good so like, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be... It can be tossed around a little bit. Okay. Well, what are they shipping in? Oh, it's just clothes. Yeah, it's just clothes in okay. a box. But it doesn't need the puffy stuff, so... Another plus for an environment. Yeah, yeah. When, I buy, when I buy electronics, I don't get it in, or from the, like, DigiKey. I don't get it for any puffy stuff. I get puffy stuff. I uh, so I'm I'm, I'm get in the process of moving right now, and I found a box that had a uh, a lot of puffy stuff in it, and I don't know what I ordered. Mm. Anyway, all right, it's neither here nor there. All right, um, what's the next topic? Bees. Oh, apparently they're charging drug dealers with murder if one of their addict customers ODs. What do you think about that? Well, I guess you gotta be licensed these days. Um. 
to to sell meth? <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of like if if would would uh should a, a bar owner be charged for murder if one of his customers left um, drunk? Well, not left drunk. Let's say ABC Liquor mm-hmm. sells to a guy. He goes home and he drinks too much and he dies. No, God, no. You know, even even bars like I've should seen, ABC Liquor be charged with murder? No, hundred percent no. Okay, Johnny, no. I've seen bars like uh you know back in my uh more partying days. I've seen other people get turned away from the bar because they were too drunk, and the bar the bartender was like, "Nah, if you because if you you know you do something or whatever, then we're liable." Yeah. I was like, I always thought that was a stupid law. Like, well, no, that's that's not a stupid law. That's a terrible law. That's not a stupid law at all. That's a good law. No. Yes, it is. Let me Ooh, get this is a good what, one right here. What I do, I thought you were Mister uh, Self Responsibility or whatever. Like, if I, no, no, Bo is Mister Strict on laws. It is not the bar's responsibility to, to, to for me to not take care of myself. Okay, how give about, me all the stuff I want, and if I end up doing something or whatever, that is that is on me. That's very unliberal like of you. Yeah, that is very unliberal. Like, okay, let's I, say well, I'm, I'm anti police state. If uh, if uh, what is it? Uh, let's take it out of um, uh, bars and alcohol. Even I, and we could say like a crazy person, right? Or you, the you you, you you know your neighbor doesn't have all his faculties, and he comes over to you and goes, "Hey, uh, can I have a gun?" You go, "Yeah." Of course, that. then you don't give a person who can't make a a, a solid judgment call that's, like I feel like that's not, that's not a one to one. That is a one to one. No, giving somebody a beer and giving somebody a gun are two different things. No, but but a person who is way too intoxicated, right? Mm-hmm. You would say that their judgment is not at the same par as someone who doesn't have any alcohol. But the bar is job is to sell liquor and to get people drunk. I, that, that always bugs yeah, me. Yeah, but but the that, person, that, like, but but the per, the bar is supposed to have the good. Has no. is supposed to have some sort of judgment. I, I, I feel like you're. I feel like you're both right in the best of both worlds scenario, which is the bar owner should say, "Hey, I'm cutting you off. You've had too much to drink. Get out of here." But at the yeah. same time, if he gets out of here and, and wrecks something and kills somebody, the bartender's not liable for that. No, but if the if the shouldn't be liable for that. I don't. Yeah. I don't okay, so in that is being super duper duper drunk and and orderly reason for the bartender to kick me out the bar, or do I have to like? cause a scene to get kicked out. No, I, th- I think they, he reserves the right well, to serve anybody he wants. So if he and his determination say, hey, you know what? You look a little too drunk to me. Get out of here. No, okay, but, so so the, there's a di- you're kicking the guy out, though. I could see yeah. you... I want to make the distinction between not serving him and he can stay in the bar. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, that too. Okay, because you, you said get out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I add that on for good effect. Oh, okay. <laughs> I would say making a scene, yeah, you definitely get kicked out. Because yeah. I've been... I've. Yeah. You know, personally, been way too intoxicated. And you caused a scene, Bo. I and I almost got kicked out of a bar because man, of it. I don't think I've ever been kicked out of a place. Yeah, I've like left I places because uh, I had the owner come up to me and, and they were like, "Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have to get out of here." And I was like, "What? I'm just having fun, man. You can have fun." <laughs> Are you in Chicago? Uh, maybe. I feel like that was more of a Manhattan hmm? or, a, or whatever that place is. It was uh, a Jackson, it was Jacksonville. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that's how it's done. Have you ever been kicked out of somewhere, Johnny? Do I look like I've ever been kicked out of someplace? Mm, soul food restaurant? <laughs> 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 All right. Okay, so uh, next topic. Uh, Apple pushes back on... Oh wait, Apple pushes new security feature that will keep the cops from imaging your phone hard drive. So it's like a... The thing is, that with the new update to the iOS system... I'm almost... I'm, I'm thinking about going back to Apple just because of this stuff. Yeah, Apple cares way more about your security than uh, than Android does. Like, so... If you care about that, then that's uh, that's just the way to go. What? Does, yeah. What? Because you've had both phones. I have. And you're you have an Android now. Yep. And which is better? 
Uh, well, so it's not a it's not a one to one thing. I would say the Google Play Store I like better. Why? Because uh, everything in everything in Apple, you have to pay. You have to pay for something. Not really. There's free apps. Oh, there free are free apps. apps. You, like free, you get free music. But yeah, there's there's a lot more free stuff here. There's a lot more uh, like apps. What's what's free though? Like, well, Hype Machine was the one uh, I had to buy. It's a it's a blog. It's a music blog aggregator. Oh, okay. Yeah, free apps. Yeah, Apple so, has free apps. Yeah, well, so but Google had that is free, and Apple had to pay for well, it. Oh, so but I think in the Google Store they also give you free malware. You can download too. That's true. That is yeah. true. That's true. Yeah, you can uh, get your nudes <laughs> <laughs> extracted from your. But from, but from I will say camera. that uh, here's some random text messages. I I think in this one, um, I would probably give iPhone and Apple probably the edge in phone quality. The only thing though is, whenever you get an Apple, I kind of felt like for me to do anything with it, I had to be in the Apple ecosystem, and I couldn't stand that for some reason. Uh, I will say. It wor- everything works better if you're in the Apple ecosystem, and yeah. I am in the Apple ecosystem, so it's. Uh, I don't know. I, feel I could like see it being a negative if I, f- I wasn't. I feel like I've lost track of the ecosystem. Like I feel like I just use my phone and my iPad now, my iPhone, my no, iPad. No, and you've got. But, a, but, but the apps I use are are not Apple stuff, like Evernote, yeah. and you have a i Apple TV. Mm-hmm. Yep. You got a MacBook. But the ecosystem means that they all talk to each other. So besides, um digital movies and digital music that I buy sometimes. That's about it. Like, the, the impact of having these ecosystem, all, all these devices connected. No, like okay. It, like, key like, example, you buy your movies from where? Uh, Apple. Exactly. Like, you don't oh, buy DVDs. But I just say, it's besides the digital movies and digital music, besides those two things. Those pretty I, big I, things. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's like 80% of it. Bo, do you buy digital movies or music? Uh, yeah, I use Amazon, though. See? Yeah. It, it still works pretty good, but it's a little bit yeah. it's an extra step. And like I say, for instance, I, I buy uh, so Amazon owns Audible, and yeah. so if I was buying my audio books from mm-hmm. from uh, the Apple Store, then it would be one type of thing to be integrated. But since I have to buy, I have an Audible subscription, but you can't buy things directly from the Audible app because like uh, I guess Apple was taking a little bit of chunk off That's of it. That's so stupid. So you have to like put the book in your wish list and then go to. Uh, audible.com yeah. oh, buy man. the book and then it like syncs yeah. up I'd almost to your stay app. with Android just because of that. Yeah. It's re- it's really like an extra 10 seconds but it's it's it's, it's the most annoying 10 seconds. It, I think it's the same for uh, Comixology buying yeah. digital comic books you exactly. can't buy it through the yeah. app. You got to go online and purchase it. And yeah. and first world it's, that's it's my, the first that's my biggest hang up with Apple yeah. products like But that's not s- Apple. The two th- examples we had were not Apple related. No, no, no it, it's a problem on Apple phones. Yeah, it's it's Apple saying or maybe if you're out of our ecosystem you pay for it in inconvenience. Also, I think that, that I think Audible and Comixology uh, make you, make you go through their websites because they're Amazon owned. No, no, because Apple, like if you make a purchase through an app or whatever, then Apple gets like five percent of it or something, something like that. I see you're saying. And that. so they were like, "Well, I'm not going to give Apple five percent of all of my purchases. So take your extra ten seconds and go around it." All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, oh, uh, but the hackers have already found a way to get rid of that feature. But it, the feature works like um, if you haven't used your phone, I mean your phone in an hour then the uh the lightning connector at the bottom is uh disabled so you can't like um stick a device into it for the, the fbi to download all your crap but they said they got around <laughs> so at least apple's trying all right so i was in a barbershop today and uh, I, I heard a commercial on the radio uh, you're looking your hair is looking on point uh th- thank you very yes. much there i think the kids say do they still say fleek is that... I, I, I think i think they do okay. i think they do i could see a kid looking at me and saying yo fleek 
<laughs> That's how they say it, right? Hey, thank you. I still got it. I'm still hit. <laughs> yeah, I've never gotten that compliment. Ever been told I, feel like, I feel like I'm missing out. Oh, you know, I was I was uh, told uh, when I was playing basketball, they called me Harry Potter. Remember that the other team? What Why? Why? I I don't know. It was, it was <laughs> who are you like playing with? I, I like, was the only white guy. You know. playing with like black youth? <laughs> no, it, what was it? Was college? Oh. There's no scar in your face. No, no. Did you have glasses? No, I had longer hair. <laughs> All right. Because <laughs> that was a good story. <laughs> I totally understand. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I'm also good to know that you play basketball. Oh, thank you. Were you good? Um, I could hold my own. All right. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not good at all. So anyway, I was in the barbershop and I listened. And they had the radio going, and the radio had a commercial that said, "Uh, it was like a subway commercial." And they were like, "Hey, um, did you know that fifty percent of the forty percent of the students in Florida are on free or reduced lunch?" So. They have, they still have food needs even yeah. in the summer, and okay. they, even though they're not in school. So Sub- Subway is going to give away forty thousand free meals to 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 people who need hungry kids or whatever. Yep. And I was like, man, like thank you Subway, that's mm-hmm. a good thing. But then I also thought, that's not your job. Like I appreciate you doing it, but it's, it is a failure of society that a company has to step in to like feed the needy and the hungry. Like that shouldn't be Subway's job. No, I disagree. Really. That does great. I think it's a community effort. I appreciate it. But, but Subway is a part of the community, right? Is yeah, that it's a say? community effort. It's like, uh, let's say we have a small village together, mm-hmm. and I own one small store or something. Yep. And you're saying, like, I shouldn't contribute to the community. Like, no. this is my community. We're this in a small my... village. I'm not saying And then you're you like, should... sorry for Jared. <laughs> 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 take, take this rap. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, okay, so uh, another example. Along the same lines, I saw a commercial where uh, Domino's, the Johnny, one of your favorite pizza places, mm-hmm. they, not Papa John's, <laughs> that's coming up. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> Domino's was paying a company to pave the roads in the city that they were in. I think somewhere up north because yeah. the roads were so crappy that when the delivery drivers were running over, uh, 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 was it potholes, mm-hmm. that the pieces were getting all jostled inside the boxes and screwing them up. So, right. so, so Domino's started doing public works to fix the roads, and I'm Good. like. Yes, good, but bad that they need to do it. The government should be doing their job of maintaining the roads, not private companies. Like mm. it, it, it is a failure yeah. of our government that these companies, that we have so much need that's not being met, that random people and random companies got to step in and do so, it. No, so I, 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 think I, that's, I think that's good, though. It's good, I, I, that, it's good that they're doing yes. it, but bad that they need to. Yes, uh, yeah. So I, I see your point, Lance. The government should be able to do these things, but there's just so much need and so much going on. And if the government did have full assets to go fix these things, the turnaround would be higher taxes on us and so forth, which may be fine. But they've got the money; they just choose to spend it on other stuff. Well, I they mean, just, they just gave a trillion dollar tax cut to to millionaires, and millionaires. But they find the money for every war they want to fight. The government's all different: local government, state government, county government, federal I'm, government. They can allocate that money in different ways. They find the money for these cameras like that I talk about every week. They find the money for these uh, for these uh, new technologies for face recognition. They find money for, for every drone and every bomb, but they can't pay the roads? Huh? That's a misallocation of funds. Priorities. Exactly. That's my point, <laughs> is that they're not prioritizing the things they need. Starving kids and bad roads. I, I, I will say, though, I do believe ever since the early 1900s, actually, that um, businesses like these, big businesses, have contributed to the social works of, of our nation. So stuff like this has always been going on in uh, the Rockefellers and stuff like that. They've always contributed to stuff. So even today, modern day, stuff like SpaceX and Blue Origins 
um, you know, advancing the future of uh, space um, exploration. Mm-hmm. Like one could argue, NASA should be doing that stuff. NASA should be fully funded to go do these things, but we have these commercial folks willing to go do it. So, and, uh, and uh, it's more complicated than that. I actually listened to a podcast recently, and it was like the Rockefellers. Uh, the Rockefeller fella. He was a super duper rich dude or whatever. Mm. And I think somewhere along the, the around that time, they changed up the laws to make it like uh, you could get a big tax break if you put money into a foundation. So then, like they started these these uh, big industrialist type dudes started funneling their money into these uh, these these foundations instead of like. Oh, I thought that that's where the universities because Rockefeller and all these people started a bunch of universities. Yeah, stuff like that because like you could. Uh, allocate your your foundation money in different ways, but you got a big tax break off of it. And so the the thing that that I, I need to express is that it's a, it's very undemocratic. So in a democracy like we live in, ideally, what we would do with we'd, we'd, well, we well, I would, don't think undemocratic. I don't think that's undemocratic. Under well, dem- democracy is more like like how we vote for things, right? So, so say yes, exactly, and we don't. So what we're doing now is letting Rockefeller or the owner of Subway or the owner of Domino's, one dude or or or, or a uh, what are they, what are they called the the five people in the, around the table, board the board decide that they want oh, I hate the mic decide that they want to do something or whatever and so that's them doing it instead of the five million dollars that they spent doing that if they were taxed five million more then they would be in the government and then the people who would vote on the representatives and then the representatives would determine where that five million dollars gets spent instead of one dude determining where it gets spent it's very undemocratic that to have one dude determine where it goes instead of our elected officials determine where it goes see what i'm saying that's why it's undemocratic i i, I see uh, what you're saying uh, i don't but, know about that. i don't know if the, that there's there's part of that that's true i don't think that holds a whole ton of water the, the podcast like it was a long thing and it, it made a lot more sense i walked away like oh it's a big scam and I, I can't i'm not doing it justice but it was like a so the so Rockefeller, so rockefeller's got 10 billion dollars or whatever yeah. right and then we say you, we give you a, a big tax break on a five million dollar foundation he gives five million dollars to his foundation and then says foundation go build me a, a library now if we had taxed him that same uh five million dollars or whatever yeah. then we would then we would have had that money to say well we need new roads so let's put it on roads or do whatever instead of this dude saying, no, I right. want a building in my name. Right. And so I'm going to still give up my $5 million and I'm going to look like a good guy for putting it into this thing instead of like the, uh, us determining where it goes. Yeah. I would probably say that library is probably in better shape than those roads that the, <laughs> you know, I, I'm just the, the Rockefeller putting together a library probably had a, a plan to be like, okay, I'm going to build a library and then we're going to maintain it. You know, I don't know if the, that same kind of thought was put into like roads and stuff. Well, ideally, we would be maintaining the roads, but the you know the tax I mean, base, ideally, the tax base isn't there. Tax cuts, all this stuff, it's all crazy. All right, uh, let's see. I, I don't want to talk about these. Uh, uh, I'm going to talk about it real briefly because it's kind of tricky. But um, this thing came up. So there was two transgender girls, uh, track track athletes. They used to be boys. Now they're identifying as women or girls. Okay. Uh, teenagers in high school. They got first and second place in the <laughs> the 400 and the 200 meter dashes, I'm surprised. <laughs> and like broke the state record uh, on girls track. Yeah, and people were like were up in arms about it, and uh, <laughs> and I I don't know exactly how I feel about it, you know, because uh, well, come on, this it's like <laughs> if if I was watching uh, Mike Tyson wear a wig and beat up on some girl, I there, wouldn't be like, there is a transgender MMA lady. Yeah, I, I saw her. I saw her fight in two fights. I saw her beat the stew out of some girl, some other woman, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" And like then, I, that that when that comes, I'm like, if Mike Tyson put on a wig and started getting in the ring with Ronda Rousey, Ronda Rousey'd be dead. Yeah, 
Yeah. You know, that's well, there's still weight classes and whatnot. Oh, Mike Tyson I, needs to take a lot of estrogen. Not really. Cause <laughs> it, I already sound like this. Flapping around. <laughs> He's like, look, I've already been taking dosages. It's what's been going on. <laughs> the pills have been really working. I I've been, been knitting a lot. <laughs> that this, uh, this whole topic is fraud, but it, it is a thing that we're going to have to deal with as a society. So mm-hmm. I did look up the NCAA right. rules because I was like, you know, this is a thing that they had to have thought about for like the official things or whatever. And so for NCAA rules, it says that you have to be um, on hormone therapy for a full year before you can uh, compete. Uh, and there was some other stuff, too. It was also like, it was. I think it said that if you are a female going to male, then you can compete in male sports. But it seemed, it seemed to make it sound like you could never be a, f- a male going to female and competing. But it did also say still if you're a year on hormones, you can but I don't know. I didn't read it right. It was difficult. But uh, this thing was going on out there. I think that was in Connecticut where people were up in Ireland. All right. Uh, oh, okay. Last topic for hot take news. <laughs> uh, if you were, if you know me, you've known I've had a boycott going for Papa John's Pizza for for several years now. I that guy is me al- too. That guy has always rubbed me the wrong way, and uh, and I feel vindicated. So allow me a moment of pettiness as I celebrate uh, him getting fired and being outed as the the bad guy that he is. Uh, have you guys heard about the Papa John guy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so he uh, <laughs> gives all John's bad names. <laughs> no, 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 not all of you. Just uh, the McCains and uh, and such. Oh, come <laughs> on! <laughs> I don't like that guy. Okay, and uh, in 2012, this is this is where he first got on my radar. In 2012, uh, Papa John, John Schnatter, the founder of Papa John, Papa John himself, he said that he didn't support Obamacare because quote the cost of providing health insurance for all of his chains uninsured full-time employees would bring the cost of a large pizza up by too much. And so he didn't want to have to pay, provide health care for his full-time employees. How much money do you think it would bring the cost of a large pizza up that was too much for this guy to give health care to his employees? It's probably like 60 cents or something. Both say 60 cents. John, how much do you think it would bring it up? That was too much for him to, to want to do it. It's li- I think it's between like 30 and 60. It's less than a dollar. 50 cents. It was like 14 cents. And he was like, that's a step too far to give people health care. And I was like, what? Like, no. And also the way he kept saying Obama when he was talking about Obama. Mm -hmm. I didn't like. So then as a big sponsor of the NFL, (laughs) exactly. Hussein is what it gets you. That's how you you know when they say the Hussein. (laughs) Uh, Then as a big sponsor of the NFL, he was notably against the kneeling protests and said that they should have, quote, nipped it in the bud a long time ago. Mm. Being against those protests. That's another thing you look out for. All right. So, um. John himself made news when he fully dropped the veil and said the N-word on a conference call in May. Get this. The call that he was on was part of media training yep. for him to prevent further public relations fumbles. Yep. He said the N-word on that call. <laughs> like, ah, it's so close. Like, you knew you had a problem, <laughs> but uh, you, you didn't get it. Yeah, yeah there's a, there's a, he, he's got enough money. He's fine. Yeah, yeah I'm sure he'll, be, he'll, he'll be okay. Yeah. I just never liked him, so I'm like, you know, glad to see him go. Uh, so he said one more thing in the call, too, which I thought was crazy. He said, um, oh, in the call, same call, uh, Schnatter sought to downplay his earlier remarks about the NFL's protests led by their black players, allegedly saying that, oh, you think I'm bad? Colonel Sanders called blacks the N-word and never faced a public rebuke. That's his defense. Oh. Yeah. So, so I think it'd be funny if he was like, oh, I've been listening to K-pop a lot. <laughs> <laughs> K-K K-pop. <laughs> No, no, because K-pop says a word that sounds like the ah, word. Ah, yes, that, yeah. yes, yeah. But it means friend or something, right? Does yeah. it? Oh, hey. What's up, my Well, that's what, that's what y'all guys said. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. I never liked that guy. He's gone. So, uh, Also, I think I noticed when I was researching this is that the stock price for Papa John's, or the stock symbol, is PZZA. So, yeah. good for them. 
<laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. They're pizza on the stock market. Uh, that seems like someone else should have taken that a long time ago. I thought so, too. You know, uh, the, the stock, uh, Yum, you know that stock? That's Pizza Hut. Uh, that's Pizza Hut. K- <laughs> it was pizza. It used to be Pizza Hut, KFC, and Taco Bell, I think. Oh, that's hilarious. It's like a uh, a big parent company, because you, you never see those Pizza I, Hut, Taco Bell. They one split yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yum Foods owns yeah. all, the, all that stuff. Uh, something about Herman Cain. Eh. <laughs> 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 right. Now that's a name I know. <laughs> and uh, oh, and Walmart's uh, it's eavesdropping on their cashiers with some crazy stuff. And as <laughs> I'm doing sometimes now, I'm going to end the hot take news on a positive note. Ah. Yay. So here's a little good news. Wait, let me scroll down. Blah, blah, blah. Fox News. Fox News. Trump. Trump. Supreme Court. Children. Ah, here we go. Um. California is way ahead of its already ambitious goal of reducing its greenhouse gas emissions. They have a goal of reducing 40% by 2030, and they're already past where they should be for 2020. Fantastic. Yep. All right. So California is out there killing it or not killing it, saving it, not giving it asthma. And that's the hot take news. Woohoo. For all of us here at News Center 4, I'm Ron Burgundy. You stay classy, San Diego. Okay. We'll be right back after this. Hey, welcome back to the Hunto Show. I'm Lance, and I'm a stable genius. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bo. And I am here to welcome you into the Captain's Red Room. So come, step into the room, <laughs> chill and hang out and talk about deep thoughts. Did I get it right this time, Lance? It's close, close. <laughs> it's step into the Captain's Ready Room. Uh, first All Officer right. Bo reporting. Uh, Science Officer Lance. Fantastic. Thank you for assembling. Senior officers. Ramming speed. <laughs> <laughs> so as some of you know, the Captain's Red Room is uh, modeled after my favorite leader, Captain Jean-Luc Picard of uh, Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, I'm so sorry, Johnny. Uh, Borg, uh, uh, are they compelling characters or not? Yes. It's <sighs> so stupid. Bo- the Borg, compelling characters or not? Uh, so they're they're made out to be the super evil villain until you see him and you're like, oh, okay. They're not yeah, they evil. look so stupid. They're not evil. They just have a singular purpose. Okay, I'm sorry. This came up at a dinner thing yeah. I was at the other day yeah. and everybody jumped down my throat because I don't think the Borg is interesting. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll get back to that. So, but today's topic is a new concept I heard about at work called stay interviews. Stay. So, instead of an entrance interview, like as you get hired for the job, yeah. and exit interviews as you're leaving a job, the concept is stay interviews. Like, so while you're working there, you have a conversation with your boss where your boss is basically asking you some questions like, hey, so what is it that makes you want to stay in this organization? Because your boss should should actually lock into that to understand, hey, here's the things that my employees really love coming to work for. Hmm. So therefore, let me really understand what that is. And here's the stuff that they hate coming to work about. And let me make sure I remove those barriers or obstacles or whatnot okay so things i love coming to work for um would be food clothing and shelter <laughs> things i hate about work would be well you go for working the, you go for the they give you money yes money then is your medium of exchange for yeah. food clothes and so, shelter. well yes yeah, so i skipped the middleman yes. <laughs> the analogy. So, so let me use some some quick stats you don't work at a food clothing shelter <laughs> store <laughs> you don't know that they don't know where i work <laughs> you don't know what i do in my free time but yeah, okay <laughs> So here, here's some quick stats. The Saratoga Institute study, which included 19,000 employees across 70 industries, found poor leadership causes 60% of all employee turnover. Okay. That seems okay. low, actually. <laughs> A Gallup study concluded how long the employees stay and how productive he or she is is determined by their relationship with his immediate supervisor. 
Great Place to Work Institute, 20-year research concluded that the trust between each supervisor and his or her individual employee is the defining primary characteristic of the very best workplaces. So, okay, hold on. Bo, you agree with that? That that, that sound, sound right? Well, I don't know about the stats, but the general consensus that... A feeling. Uh, your MIA supervisor is the linchpin, whether you're state or... or yeah, because ultimately it's relationships with people. The longer you kind of stay, it's uh, that becomes the, the key thing. I think when you first get in, you kind of have an idealistic notion. I'll be working on you know, this, and this is the task that I'll be doing. And so the skill sets mm-hmm. kind of becomes important. But as time goes on, the relationships with the people around yeah. you become actually the important thing. That, that, that's the main stressor, so the frustrations. Yeah. yeah. The times I've had the worst, like... Uh, Experience working experiences mm-hmm. were mostly I won't say a hundred percent, but the vast majority were because I hated my manager. Yeah, like I've had I've had, I've cleaned bathrooms and had but did, but I worked with my friends, so I was like cool with yeah. the rest of my job and it, it was fine doing it, and I didn't make much money, and I was I was like happy at work. I was young, but I was happy at work. But I made a bunch, and I've had a job where I had made a bunch of money, and I hated my manager, and. And uh, and it was the most stressful thing, and I was I've never thought about leaving more than when I <laughs> did like my management. Yeah, I think my experience mirrors that exactly. I I worked at McDonald's, and I remember at the end of the shift, we, we would we would have uh, we would have time trials through the place the playpen, like who can go through <laughs> the playpen the fastest. <laughs> and then you know we'd kind of race through it and see who'd get through the fastest, and we just you know kind of have yeah. fun. Yeah, so. So okay, so used to be able to shoot a shopping cart from uh, across the parking lot right into the, uh, <laughs> into the, the golf, <laughs> golf shopping cart. Yeah. So the the one of the questions that Facebook uses in their interviews, okay, so which I want to ask you two for your responses is, on your very best day at work, the day you come home and think you have done the best job in the world, what did you do? So describe to me what that is. Well, like in 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 my actual job or in my ideal job. Ideal job, or mm, in my ideal job, I have I will come home and say that I have made the world a better place. Any more, any more specifics to that? Like, how do you go about doing that? Well, then, I, okay, so I'll say it to my current job. So, in, in my current job, I uh, my perfect day, I would come home and say, I've, I've really, really, really sexually pleased Beyonce, and she appreciated <laughs> it so much that um, she gave me a raise. Ah. Is Jay Z in the corner taking notes? Uh, <laughs> he's taking. <laughs> it's really more of a. Uh, he's a more of a visual learner. <laughs> uh, well, so I would say for. Um, I don't know about my most accomplished feeling. I don't know about the perfect day, but the most accomplished I would be is if, obviously, if I did accomplishments, if I if yeah. I set tasks I and I completed them during the day, then I'd say yes, I've accomplished. The thing that kind of drags me down is. You know, we I get to a point and I'm like, I, you know, I need other people to make it to help make this decision on which way to go forward. And then that and then that one meeting kind of, dev, you know, devolves into mm-hmm. several hours discussion. And then I don't really get anything that done that day. And I go, ah, I said, I'll tell you. OK, so this may be a slightly different thing than what you're talking about. But in, in actuality, like a real answer, uh, I, I feel like I I did my job a lot better. Like I earned my check a lot more on days where like I have built something or I have like a physical thing that I can show for as opposed to like a day where I read a bunch of like documents and provided a bunch of reviews or sent a ton of emails, which is 
still part of my job mm-hmm. and probably saves the company money or like makes the company money when I'm doing that stuff. But like when I have a physical thing to show or like I put my hands on something and like and I've done something, I those days feel more uh, like like mm, like I I did something today. Yep. On those days, your effort has turned into actuality. Yeah. 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 And I'm kind of a knowledge worker, as you guys may or may not have guessed. So, like, a, a lot of days when you just go to work and you send a bunch of emails and you make a bunch of phone calls and you sit in meetings, which you, you, know, you got to do at your job. But then you, then you go home and you're just like, like, eh. yeah, like the world, the, every atom is in the same place it was when I got to work. And, yeah. you know, there's a couple of protons moved around, but the, uh, but the but the atoms are all in the same, or I guess the proton. But, the, you know. Is <laughs> that <laughs> right? <laughs> no, I, I mean, something's off there, but uh, you, you get it. Well, uh, what about you, Captain? What makes you feel accomplished? It's definitely when I produce and accomplish things. And, but that, what that looks like, though, is strategic direction. Like moving the ball or, or setting things in motion so the ball can move forward. Um, doing things. Not even moving the ball yourself, huh? You're happy just setting it up? Yeah. Putting it right in front of Indiana Jones at the top of the cliff? Yeah. And let gravity do the rest yeah. of the work. Well, hmm. the, the farmer doesn't actually grow the plants he sets the plants the seed down and he just waters it and waits right yeah so it's kind of like that that's sense, a great bro. analogy that's a great analogy yeah you should have this guy uh, uh what's it what's it what's that guy who, who talks in your ear so you can get the girls uh big nose uh rocks cyrano cyrano you yeah. should have both cyrano you oh, i thought you're talking about hitch with will smith <laughs> <laughs> you only have the big nose when he uh <laughs> what, what do he, he eat crabs and his face swell up why do he swell up <laughs> okay i'm sorry i digress <laughs> Well, that's all I got for the captain's rare room, guys. There's so much more written. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It's all good. So I did find it interesting. So okay, so were you ever like a? So me and Bo both said that we felt better about work when we when we build something or we do hands on. But you said you were cool to set stuff up. Is that a new thing? Because you're you used to be more hands on. I think. I think you still are a pretty hands on guy. I think hands on comes to, I guess, me and my personal hobbies. I'll say yeah, mm. you build stuff. Yeah, but but I think but I think it's you're right, Lance. I build furniture. I build a bunches of stuff. Yeah, you write, you draw, like you you, you produce more physical stuff That's than true. I do for sure. That's true. I do artwork at least. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny's, yeah. Johnny's a published author over here. Uh, Tonto people. I don't know if you know. Plug that. I'll put that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. No, you won't. I'm I make the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> Lance, put that in the show notes. <laughs> I'll forget. <laughs> I'll remind you. I'll listen to this. <laughs> okay, I, I just find that interesting. All right, so all right, let's uh. Go out there and uh, keep on doing good stuff. Yeah. 30, 35 <laughs> episodes in, Johnny. <laughs> I really own Nail, this craft. Nailing it every well, time. So <laughs> I, I do want to say that I don't know if this is maybe a personality thing. So um, whenever I feel accomplished and kind of like Lance said, you know, I see something before me and I go, this was in my imagination and now it's an actual, you know, thing. Parker. Yeah. So... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> well, that wasn't in my mention. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm, I feel accomplished. Whereas I don't know if this is true for you, Johnny, if you're more into the, uh, like a relationship building kind of thing, right? Totally. If you, if you see a relationship that should be there and then oh. you see it come to fruition, that's the same kind of feeling that if I see maybe an actual object, you go, you say, okay, I've set this up and this, that, that uh i don't know that un- unseen bridge is now there mm. because of me then mm-hmm. i feel like so so you're on it today bo he is oh. man. Yeah. yeah man this is this is my inner monologue <laughs> <laughs> you should make it your outer monologue more often you're very insightful i don't know if that's if that's uh 
It's probably better than what you're thinking. <laughs> so I got one quick tangent, perhaps, right? Okay. So picking back off of, I do enjoy uh, the days where I'm able to contribute to an employee's growth, right? So um, we had some performance appraisals a few months back. I felt like I did a pretty decent job because I, I just put it out there, some, some uh, honest truth out there from my perspective. And it seemed to go well. They seemed to appreciate. They're like, hey, I've never heard feedback like that before, but that helps. And now they can work on something else. So, so that was really good. Right. So fast forward to recently, uh, I got this one person that I know and, you know, their early career, they're early into their, um, you know, their profession here. And they do that thing where they talking to you and they keep on talking, but the conversation should end. Ugh. And I turn around and I start typing, you know, <laughs> like clearly there's cues here to say, hey, we're done here. Oh, man. I'm the king of that. But they keep going. <laughs> right, so I feel like, well, I think I need to do something about that now. The person's early in their career, so there's still a long runway for this person. Oh, you told them? Not yet. Oh. I will though. I think I'm going to have to say something. Hey, you need to start picking up on social cues because clearly you're not picking up on it, Ooh. and this is going to, um, you know, th- you could get a stigma from this. You, you, this could legitimately hold you back from certain things. Is this person like that bad? If I'm turning around in my chair, you're still talking. I do that to people all the time, though. I, I feel oh. like nobody's yeah. ever ended a conversation with me at work. Yeah. And I end conversations at work 100% yeah. of the time. Well, usually the people that do that with, uh, at least the people I know, they just go, okay, yeah, I'm going to stop and I'm going to do this. <laughs> and then they... <laughs> you say it? Yeah, you just oh. say it. That's that's so crazy. I, I, I guess I'm more passive-aggressive yeah. at work. I think I might... But but it's you know it's one of those things you go, yeah, okay, you know. That may it's you're out in the open with it. You know? I but think I think I'll, I'll I'll turn and type for a little bit, and then like if you're kind of still going, and then I kind of like needs got got to do stuff, I might say, hey, uh, you know, I kind of got to get back on this. I got something to yeah. do or whatever. Yeah. I, I try to sugarcoat. I mean, it I don't bit. I don't say that. It's just another guy I work with. It's yeah, I guess a bunch of uh, technical types might. <laughs> yeah, but so to me, because I care about this person, I want this person to to mm-hmm. have a lot of success in the future. And even little things like this, I believe, could rub some people the wrong way. Not like, oh, I hate you now kind of thing. It was like, ooh, it's that person that does that thing. Do you, are you sure we want that person working in our group? Because, <laughs> you know, that person's going to talk a lot and it's going to waste uh-huh. a lot. I mean, Bo, you just got done talking about how meetings go on and on. And, you know, no yeah. one, you don't want that in your group. So <sighs> even little things like that could hold people back from opportunities yeah. in the future. So when when you see me kind of like staring blankly at my uh, at like a pencil, <laughs> I'm like, please God, shoot me now, get me out of this. Is it, I, I if God came down and shot you, like he's got lightning. There's so many more cool. Oh yeah, ways he could. Please die. God, smite me just, in whatever imaginable way that you can think of. Locust. Yeah. All right. I, I pray <laughs> to Thanos. Thanos. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So. All right. Thanks for uh, hanging out with me in the captain's ray room. Transfer of data is complete. Hey, welcome, welcome back to the Hunto Show. I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. And I'm Bo. All right, time for our world famous pop culture segment. Woohoo! Okay, uh, you guys got any? What, what do you uh, let's see? Let's start off with Bo. Uh, so I don't have much time to watch TV or anything anymore. But so stop using your baby as an excuse. <sighs> yeah, well, get it together, Bo. Yeah, Come on, man. Priorities. TV's not going to watch itself. <laughs> 
So I've been I've been getting into uh, back into books on tape as best I can, mm-hmm. and I got two books, and I didn't mean to buy a second one before I finished the first one. Oh, you bought them? Well, yeah, the the audiobooks and uh, from Audible, and I got Plato's The Republic. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'll, have you guys have you guys read that or heard that? I it's oh. it's a, the the one the version I got is this translation has been done the last I guess thirty years or something, so it's actually readable, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. I and, think I might have uh, read the symposium. The symposium, yeah. Okay, well, it's I didn't it's, get it. It was, uh, it, it, I, I was done with it, and I was like, oh. oh, okay. Well, the one I got, it's it's uh, written, you know, in modern day, I guess modern modern day English. So it's it's pretty easy to understand, and you listen to it, and it's Socrates. Uh, so it was written by Plato back in like 400 BC or something like that, right? And uh, it's about Socrates and his Socratic method, and he talks about uh, the nature of justice and the ideal uh, republic. Uh, and what he does is he goes through the method of the Socratic method, but his it, where it's essentially, you know, I make a a uh, what is it called um like i say we know that all horses are animals and then you go true true and you go uh all animals have their own certain function and you go yes and so by questioning by questions not, not and platypuses the, yeah not pla- but but by questioning and having a general group uh consensus we say okay we agree on this point and so we we move on and we make um uh, I guess uh, what is it called? Conclusions based off of those questions, and extrapolations. Yeah, extrapolate. So that's the Socratic method. Okay, and it's kind of one of the bases of of Western thought. But the the questions that he poses, and then in the book everybody agrees. I just go, how can you agree to that? That's stupid. <laughs> so um, I think Plato is a dummy. I tell you, I didn't find the yes symposium. I get. It. There was there were some clever clever turns of phrases in the symposium, yeah. but on the on the whole, it kind of yeah. left uh, wanting more. Okay, so um, but the second book, I'm, I want you to pay for it because it's like it's right here on the on the library thing. Yeah, that's like that's b- it. Borrow right now. Free. I should have done that. Yeah, super so easy. I always yeah. do that. <laughs> that's um, that was a mistake mm-hmm. on my part. Yeah, you got like, a family feat. Yeah, it was like twelve bucks or Ooh, something. Like they that. got you. So, yeah, also, it's did. like a thousand years old. It's got to be in the public domain. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but but the thing though is, all the ones in the public domain are had the ones I found are usually like the books. Like I also got Thus Spoke Zarathustra, Zarathustra. Actually, and that's a that's from German, and the translations, uh, you are made like back in the thirties, you know, to like the uh, the sixties, and so sometimes they're not. They just they just don't. Um, I guess carry over. It's like ah, this hip, this hip cat's got to learn about philosophy. Well, <laughs> well, you read Daddy-o. it, and you know, I just don't understand it. Um, but the other book I got was I got the Horus Heresy Warhammer 40k. So I'm going to start getting into that. I think uh, Warhammer, I think, is uh, is that the board game? Yeah, it's a it's like a a novelization. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's like a tabletop game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Warhammer 40k is uh, so the Warhammer is like the orcs and the, you know, uh, the humans mm-hmm. and the elves and stuff like that. But Warhammer 40k is the year 40,000. And there was the the emperor, right? And the emperor had a crusade to go out and conquer the galaxy. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it's uh, it's kind of like, a, I, don't, I don't know, it almost seems like a hell, 
Mm-hmm. How big a book is that? Um, it's, it's not too big. It's I think like thirteen hours or something. Oh, okay. So, but I think the writing is so far superb. Superb. Yeah, I think it, like I was surprised how good the writing is right now. Yeah, maybe I join you on one of these weird books, Bo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I find it hilarious that you're reading Plato and then Warhammer. Yeah, right. Warhammer 40k. So well, you, Warhammer is even the Warhammer 40k. So yeah. so if yeah. you're listening to the hey, same time, books. yeah, no, I. I I think Warhammer 40K. There's a YouTube series where this guy does a rendition of I think some of the the speeches, and I kind of want to send it to you guys because I think it is um, some of the best YouTube stuff I've seen. Okay, send it to me. I'll yeah. just do it at double speed. It'd be hilarious if you actually get those two books confused. <laughs> and you started quoting each other. So Plato was talking about Warhammer. <laughs> And clearly, we have to dominate the universe. Well, I mean, with mecha robots, Plato's Plato's Republic is is kind of based off of this. Uh, I don't know about um, aristocratic, but you know, the best leaders are people that have been born and raised into leadership. I don't know about that. Well, it's not, not a blanket statement. I don't trust that. Yeah, so that's you what, know, that's what one of these guys with the power <laughs> wants you to think. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, Johnny, what about you? I uh, have not been into something as serious as Bo, <laughs> but I've been watching a lot of good entertainment, like uh, it is my duty. I watched <laughs> a uh, Netflix show called Gook. Ah, movie, movie. Movie. And it's not made by Netflix, but it's uh, it's on Netflix streaming right now. So Gook is uh, about a story about uh, some Asian uh, guys living in a uh, black community back in the 1980s during the Rodney King riot. So it's shot in black and white, kind of indie-like, and it just kind of talks about the gritty. That was the 90s, right? Mm-hmm. Sure, 90s. I don't know. Yeah, I think yeah. it was 90s. Yeah. I'll look that up. So um, I... 92, I feel. highly recommend it. It gives a nice, nuanced uh, feel about the Asian culture, but in the backdrop setting of a black community in a pretty rough time frame as well. Okay. So, 91. good stuff. Uh, yeah, so actually, so I think I remember a long time ago, Johnny and I talked about this movie because mm-hmm. it was a feature. It had strong, strong uh, Asian leads in it, mm-hmm. but then it was also kind of set in in California in Rodney King, which is a thing I am interested in. So uh, and the, and it kind of had like race tensions in the trailer. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, this is kind of my, my wheelhouse. So I actually watched the movie as well on Johnny's recommendation, mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed it too. And uh, let me see what what do I want to say about it. Um, yeah, it, it's kind of it's like I said, he's it's indie shot, mm-hmm. um, but that doesn't take away from it. Yeah. And uh, the characters does are that mean t- handheld? Sorry, no, nah, it's just like you can tell that it was like not a big studio movie. It's okay, not that it's not in a bad way, but you know you can just yeah. tell that it looks a little different. Um, yeah, it it handles things well and it tells a compelling story, and it's a uh, a nice insight into the into that community during that time. And I think it 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 uh, covers some some hard hitting issues, and mm-hmm. it's good for to be fleshed out. And, and there's some good subtleties of the Asian culture in in that setting. You know, it's like Asian culture is one thing, but seeing it applied in these different environments gives it a, a more nuanced feel. The, uh, so the, again, did, check it, ring, it, out. did it ring true to you from your experience of? Because uh, yeah. you were in California for a while, I guess you were really really young, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. for sure. So I saw that, and then my recommendation for a guilty pleasure movie would be Braven, starring Jason Momoa. Ah, Braven. So this is streaming on Amazon Prime right now. And it's pretty much a straight-up action kind of revenge flick. Uh, Jason Momoa has a family and a kid, and they're in a cabin, and yeah. bad guys come invade the cabin, and he has to defend the family and kill them all, basically. Wait, have you guys seen the Frontier show that he was doing? I have not. I have not. You know, I, I saw the first episode. It had it had promise, mm-hmm. um, but uh, it sounds like it's kind of a similar vibe to that thing. Might be. Yeah. 
Well, he plays a good frontier guy. I yeah. Guess. yeah. Just a big guy that beats people up, you know. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean the movie I think was just it's a simple concept but just well executed in the sense that yeah. it it was satisfying seeing him yeah, beat up the bad guys. He 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 makes a very satisfying either like villain or like angry person. He'd be a good mm-hmm. villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen him as a villain, but I think he'd be a really good villain. Oh, I guess Drago. Drago Dr- wait, yeah, Drago. Cal Drogo. Drogo. Yeah. He was sort of. I mean, yeah. a little, little rapey. But then she, you know, then she got cool with it. And then it was, <laughs> it was cool. Uh, okay. So for me, <laughs> I uh, let me see. I finished a book on James Madison and John Adams. Oh, I didn't finish the John Adams book. It, it expired on me. I read uh, in one day. I read. Um, yes, we still can. Oh, was that any good? Uh, Politics in the Age of Obama by Dan Pfeiffer. Uh, it was. If you listen to the pod, it's the uh, the Pod Save America. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the contributors. Listen to those at all, Johnny? The pod. I save? don't, but uh, I just listened to an episode about um, where he was interviewed by um, Vox. Everything explained. Yeah, so, so he was like um, a. Uh, I forget. And senior advisor, and senior to advisor, Obama. and camp communications director to for the for Obama mm-hmm. during most of his uh his time as president, and it was m- more of his story, and he had some cool little stories in there. Uh, big big a big Obama fan, um, and I'm very curious about that whole thing and presidency in general. But um, I like his podcast, and so I listened to that book. It was good. It was a well told story. It was you know coherent, and it, he had some cool, some cool insights in there, like um, when uh Obama met Kanye after Obama called Kanye a jackass. Like, uh, there was a Ooh. fundraiser that uh, Kanye and Kim showed up to mm-hmm. and, uh, Kanye went on a rant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he was, what did he say? He was like, um, I forgot what it was, but it, he was being very Kanye. He was like, uh, you know how Jordan is basketball. And then, uh, this dude and he said, uh, chef, chef boy ID is the pasta. And the Kanye is the rap. <laughs> you are the president. Something like that. It was. It was. He was being very Kanye. Would uh? Would that be why Kanye is where Kanye is now? Because he, he was he was dissed by the uh, only black president, nah, and so he, now he's friends with Trump. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, right. I, I think there's I think there's more to it than that. I think it's I think it's part of it. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a yeah. chunk of it, maybe twenty percent or something like that. Okay. Okay, and uh, Scarlett Johansson got into a little bit of trouble here. If, uh, she. <laughs> Uh, so we all remember that there was a big issue with Scarlett Johansson. There was, she got a lot of internet backlash for uh, whitewashing the role of uh, uh, the Kieran. Lieutenant Kus- oh. Kusanagi and Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. So she, uh, her next big role that she was taking, I guess she did Avengers or whatever, was uh, taking the role of a transgender man in the film Rug, Rub, Rub and Tug. Mm. And uh, then the internet also said, uh, why are you taking this role from a transgender man? Didn't you learn your lesson about taking a role from an Asian person? Now you're doing this again. Turns out it's the same director, too. And I'm just like, you, you keep running into these controversies. I won't give my personal opinion on this whole thing here, but I'll read her statement. I've heard there's a conspiracy behind this. So. Oh, really? Yeah. You want to talk about Ooh. it? Well, no. So read a statement. I'll tell you I'm, the I'm conspiracy. I'm more curious your thing than mine. <laughs> yeah. uh, she was just like, oh, you know, I have a lot to learn. I learned a lot from the community since making my first statement about my casting and realized it was insensitive. I have great admiration and love for the trans community, and I'm grateful for the conversation regarding inclusivity in Hollywood. Uh, yada yada yada. And I'm just like, man, Scarlett, you know, I like you, and I just feel like you're making unforced errors, you know. Yeah, it's like rookie mistakes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, conspiracy. Go. <laughs> well, so the conspiracy I heard was uh, that she is causing controversy to get this movie more press. Oh, 
No, I don't think so. Okay. No, I, I think it. I think that is what's going to happen, but I also don't think I think she doesn't yeah. want the, doesn't want these problems. Well, a lot more people see it if she was in it. Yeah, so that's kind of I, I don't know about that necessarily. It. So it's it might be a little torn, you know, if you're in the transgender community, you're like, which would I rather have one actor be able to play that role or a whole bunch more people in, in the general mainstream watch the movie and therefore gain some understanding about the community? I might actually vote for that one. Mm. I think it would do more to raise awareness. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I, which, I, which, which will lead, start the ball rolling for something bigger in the future. Did these okay. mo- those movies were like a like white guy goes to Asia and it's like like Tom Cruise goes and he, all of a sudden he's the best samurai of all time. <laughs> that <laughs> was Bucky Johnny. A little bit, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I just thought that was how I think how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some there was some movie on uh, Netflix too where like the was it, I think it was Jared Leto like became the head of the Yakuza or something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. Jared Leto became the head of the Yakuza. <laughs> I was gonna watch that movie, but the Rotten Tomato scores were too low. Yeah. Oh. So uh, speaking of Tom Cruise and Ron Tomatoes, I am very excited for Mission Impossible Fallout coming July twenty second. Tracking right now, Ron Tomatoes at ninety three percent. Woo woo! So that was fantastic a, movie. It's a direct follow on sequel to the previous one, I believe. So uh, we should watch out. the we should watch the old one for the new one. Totally. Yeah, that, that last one was great, and also it keeps Finn R- Ving Rhames working, and I like Ving Rhames. That was in our Hardy's commercials. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me see. I think that's, that's all I got now. Um. What am I watching on TV right now? Steven Universe. Uh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. um, I haven't even got to watch any little cartoon shows. I'm so out of it. Me and Johnny saw Attack on Titan Season 3, first episode. Oh, yep. Attack on Titan Season 3 is out? Is it's it, uh, it, it's, it, 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 they did a special showing in theaters. Oh. Yeah. So we did a, uh, we went and saw it in the theater. And it's good. I thought it was good. Yeah. yeah. Not too bad. Better than the second season. It's coming soon. It, it's like, uh, if not July, then like. August or September. It's okay. it's in the next yes, yeah. little bit. Did yeah. they now there was the Mondo Titan that had no skin. Is the, he didn't he didn't um he was okay, the very there's, first there's Colossal Titan. The armor. Armor Colossal Titan. Titan, Armor Titan, and then now we have like uh that Eight. Titan that What's looks the like first that, Titan? The first Titan that destroyed the had Colossal the, Titan. The Colossal Titan. So the Colossal Titan, he didn't make a reappearance back into the show, right? I mean no, like, like I know, but I don't want to. Do you want me to tell you? No, 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 no. I just okay. wanted to say, like, from the first two seasons, he he didn't come back. Right, we haven't seen him yet. No. Okay, so I just didn't know if uh, I'm I'm excited to see them fight a closet thing. Uh, did you finish season two? Um, I finished where I don't know. I guess it's a spoiler, right? Um, the the angry kid could turn into a titan, and <laughs> <laughs> is that a spoiler? I think that's like. First episode? No, it's not the first episode. <laughs> it's okay. first season now. First season, and then um, it might I might have only watched one season, I guess. And he fights the girl, and then they, I, I guess, do they go into a stalemate or does he kill the girl at the end? Uh, he he doesn't kill her. Yeah, you've only seen season one. Yeah, okay. which is great because now you can watch season two, and yeah. by the time you finish it, uh, season three will be done. Okay, <laughs> there you go. All right, uh, you guys, anything else you want to go? I love derpy titans. <laughs> derpy. Oh, th- those titans look so crazy. I, I really hope that they explain why they look so derpy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> just go you know, with it. Just go I, with it. I thought when I first saw that, I was like, genius. <laughs> What's worse than zombies? Giant zombies. But they look regular, but they look crazy. Yeah, they act all funny. Yeah. 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 All right. Uh, so, okay. That's, I think we'll go ahead and call that a show. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate all of our, our listeners. We definitely appreciate all of our patrons. Uh, you are our Junto fans. <laughs> I'm still working on the name for that there. Uh, please leave us a five-star review. 
like our friend Pretty Ears 15 did, where Pretty Ears says, you'll be hooked. Lance, Johnny, and Bo crack me up. Must be somebody I know. <laughs> I got time. <laughs> <laughs> they are a fun listen on your commute or while you're at work. Keep them in your ears and you'll be glad you did. That is a really good review. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We we So please, be like Pretty Ears and leave us a five-star review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, and we'll be back next time with more Junto action for you. Until then, I'm Lance. I'm Johnny. 